welcome to Soulful Streaming. I'm Tina. And I'm Allie. And we are connecting you with the wisest souls to help you build a deeper connection with your mind, body, and soul. So let's get to it. like to offer you something to get curious about. Let me ask you, how would you answer the question, how do you nurture your spirit? What are the simple ways in which you tap into your spiritual self? What would you define as your spiritual center? The touchstone you go to when things feel too much. Today, it's me again, Allie, and I wanted to share some musings, some experiments, and curiosities that myself and Tina have discussed throughout this creative endeavor. Things that feel resident to the energy we are feeling right now, and a surprising song that became a mantra for me this year. So grab a journal and let us know what bubbles up for you. Now, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and although these last few years have really, really shook my foundation, I can't deny that with the bad, there was also the good. Whenever I used to feel off, uh, jaded, bitter, kind of like I was drowning and just couldn't come up for air, I used to tell myself that it was time to get to a Mass. And just the simple act of being there Even if I was daydreaming, just completely tuned out to the monotone, Father's scriptures, homily, and completely grossed out by the germs (laughs) being spread around by the shaking of hands during the uh, peace be with you. If you're Catholic, if you know, you know. I did always end up leaving with a sense of ease, no matter what the quality of my presence was. So... When I was in flight from Hawaii (laughs) with my husband, uh, actually we were on the leg of the trip where we were um, going from Seattle to Chicago, I had a unique experience and I I always have this practice um, that actually my mom and my grandmother taught me. What we do is we have have a anxious routine of (laughs) saying three Hail Marys while like the plane is taking off. And then I personally have a practice of singing in my mind the Our Father as we kind of lift up and until we level off. It's just this, this song and melody always has brought me some calm and some peace. So... I'll read a little bit from my journal entry that I wrote when I came back. Suddenly the verse from Ziggy Marley began to overpower the Our Father verses. Love is my religion. The song had been playing from my Spotify in our car rides. I even sang along. But this was no coincidence. The past year has really shaken up my Catholic upbringing and beliefs. I really have dove deep into learning about religious history and the controlled interpretations of beliefs in written scripture. It has left me a bit lost in how to pray. It has also begun 
my shedding of the Catholic guilt. It has brought me to the realizations that I am not special, nor is my neighbor. That being a good girl doesn't always mean I will be rewarded in life. That life takes its course. That we own nothing in this world. That everything and everyone is sacred. And that the Jesus story means that hope and salvation come from the ordinary man, ordinary woman. From the poor, from within. That the Bible isn't fact. That they are stories and representations of our shared humanity. Love is the only way. Love is the true north. Now, this (laughs) seemingly became my mantra last year, and it was the energy that I was looking to call in. I know I'm not the only one whose foundation has been shaken through the events of the past couple of years. Quite frankly, there's some major things happening astrologically, too. I'll link some articles below. But somewhere between 2020 and 2021, we shifted into the age of Aquarius, which means a lot of things, but the big theme is we shifted primarily from earth energy into air energy. And to put it simply, not a lot of us are comfortable there. I know my Capricornian self is totally unfamiliar, but you are seeing it globally from the church to the many political uprisings, the climate crisis, economic anxiety. We are in a time of transition. There is also the Saturn transit into Pisces after 26 years. And again, I'm not an expert, but it is a sign that is associated with spirituality. We are taking an interest in things like astrology and spiritual practices We're seeking some steadiness and understanding. I was inspired last month when my husband and I sat down and watched the documentary Val by Val Kilmer, which is narrated by his son due to his vocal restrictions following his health crisis. I wrote down this beautiful quote from the film. Healing is not born of vanity. It is born of honesty. Honesty is born of pure love. And love is the most divine healer, the sweetest, holiest, and most effective. Now Val, in the midst of his health crisis, he, he turned to art and community when he lost his voice. He simplified. He found love in honesty and simplicity. Now I'd like to say, sometimes what's real is all we have. No matter how grim we feel the situation is, it can still bring comfort, a landing pad, a place of surrender, a place to offer some prayers, a place to take a deep breath and quiet the noise. Now, the non-prescriptive point I'm trying to make here is if we drift too far away into magical thinking, into seeking, We can lose that sense of having a touchstone, a center point. We talk a lot about self-care. We have a lot of different ideas in our minds individually. But doesn't having a touchstone sound more accessible than going to the spa? Is nurturing our spiritual selves a greater form of self-care? 
I'll link again some articles of the rabbit holes I went down here. But I learned somewhere, I believe it was from Pima Chodron, that belief in something, whether it be community, spirituality, a divine figure, a higher power, really anything, not one specific thing, can extend our life expectancy. It leads to better outcomes in serious illness and disease. It contributes to a better sense of purpose, belonging, and optimism, which naturally contributes to less disease and better quality life. Now, that got my attention. Tina and I joke that (laughs) we both have a tendency to go through periods of spiritual withdrawal, followed by what I like to call a spiritual swan dive, (laughs) meaning we go on binges. You know, like husbands and kids, when they're out of the house, you you best believe that we're journaling, rabbit holing, card pulling, you name it, right? But what's been more accessible to me in my busy life has been learning to pray in the simplest of ways. You know, kind of like you're just having a chat in your own mind or with a close friend. You can just speak casually. I love this quote from Alok V. Menon. Faith requires that we suspend the need to know. And they are so right. We don't need to know the outcomes of everything. And we need to allow room for the mystery of life to unfold. But when that leaves us uneasy, why not offer it up? Release it. Write it down on a stone and cast it into a body of water. One of my favorite teachers on this subject is Anne Lamont. Now, one of the reasons I love her (laughs) is her wild and untamed writing style, which is just as untamed as her her dreads. (laughs) I haven't devoured all her books yet, but a favorite of mine is Help Thanks Wow, Three Essential Prayers. If you are unfamiliar with prayer or connecting to source, these three simple prayers are a great place to start, in my opinion. Now, I've been calling in a bit more of this untamed energy this year. There's a story loading. So I mentioned the Ziggy Marley song earlier on and how it became my mantra of the year last year. I like to go a little bit against the grain and skip the whole New Year's resolution, word of the year thing. And typically, sometime around my birthday, a song comes to me somewhat without asking. This year, I was plopping some dinner in a crock pot and I just started to sing the verse. Only the good die young. Where is this coming from, I thought. Okay, I know it, I know it. Okay, press play on Spotify. Billy Joel, Only the Good Die Young. It's a bouncy, catchy tune about how us little Catholic girls need to loosen up a bit and come out to play. (laughs) And how the sinners are more fun to hang out with anyway. I laugh because, oh my gosh, this is just what I needed. I had joked with my coach, Steph Jagger, the year before about how 
when I was going through some tough times, I was hoping to get to that uninhibited place of joy and laughter that comes after a deep, deep soul journey (laughs) where you just are not giving a care anymore, right? Taking things less seriously. One of her lines uh, that I love and I know Tina loves is that laughter is holy. And it's so true. Everyone loves a good laugh, right? I immediately voice noted Tina about my little musing in the kitchen and uh, she froze. (laughs) It took her a moment to understand that I wasn't trying to manifest an early departure. So at the time when, when this little, you know, hit of inspiration hit me, my husband and I had watched a documentary the night before. Yes, we love documentaries and nature shows. But the doc- documentary, I, and I can't tell you which streaming service it was on, but it was called Dirtbag. And it was a, about this man named Fred Becky, who was this unbelievable mountaineer who has a record amount of first ascents and has written books for climbers um, on some of the routes that he took on some of these amazing mountains all over the world. But the key (laughs) takeaway for us was that Fred was a rebel and Fred lived an unconventional life and Fred lived until he was 94 doing what he loves. Basically living out of his car or on the mountains. And this is the best part. He lived off of gas station food. Gas station donuts, my friends. Can you believe it? Here I am obsessing about the quality of my air, the quality of my water, the quality of my food, ingredients and lotions so I don't get sick someday. And here's this guy living into his 90s, breaking all the rules. That tells me there's a mindset element here. That we can literally drive ourselves sick, placing too many rules and restrictions on ourselves. And that believing in something, anything, can help you live a longer and more fulfilling life. That's my food for thought for today. And uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what bubbles up for you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed, and we look forward to chatting soon. Hi, listeners. It's Allie. Thank you for streaming with us today. If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please leave a review, subscribe to get notifications on new episodes, or share it with your loved ones on your preferred social media outlet. If you are not sure how, please reach out to us on Instagram at soulfulstreaming, and we are happy to help. Please enjoy this instrumental piece inspired by the show, written and recorded by Aubrey Mabel. Until next time, this is Soulful Streaming.